was me. I like that. When I was young, I had two pair of leaves. Besides that, the pinstripes and the gray. Uh-huh. The one I wore on Mondays and Wednesdays. Uh-huh. While niggas flirt, I'm throwing tigers on my shirt. And alligators. Uh-huh. You want to see the inside? Huh? i see you later. They come the drama. Oh, that's that nigga with the fake. Uh-huh. Wow, why you punch me in my face? Stay in your place. Play your position. Uh-huh. They come my intuition. Uh-huh. Go in this nigga pocket. Rob him while his friends watch it. That hoes clock it. Uh-huh. Here comes respect. His crew's your crew, or they might be next. Look at they man, I big man, they never try. So we roll with them, uh, stole with them. I mean loyalty. Niggas bought me milks at lunch, lunch, eighty lunch, eighty.
I was wrong, I got my point across. They depicted me the boss, of course. My orange box color make the world go round. Plus I'm fucking bitches at my homegirls now. Start stacking, dabbled in crack, gun packing. Nickname Medina made the scene of soap, my Nina's. From gym class to in glass, pass off for global. The only nigga with a mobile. Can't you see like total? Getting larger and wasting taste. Ain't no telling where the spelling is heading. Just <sighs> All right, guys. All right. What is going on? What is going on, everybody? <sighs> Man, we have a... Uh, God, we have an interesting week of news to talk about with you guys yet again yet again man this is uh ah quite hilarious that we're talking about this stuff again um i believe it was like two weeks ago we had like a whole nother like influctuation of um cm punk news yeah chicago phil GM Punk, Pepsi Phil. We got a we got some other some other little stories about just random stuff in the world of wrestling, and then and then we're gonna end you guys off with the payback and all out predictions oh you know Dude, what is with this week, man? bro tell me if I'm wrong but did we we as in me and Sir K sit here when all in was announced 
did we not fucking say they should have skipped all out? But what does AEW do? What does Tony Khan do? They keep all out and then proceed to give us, and I don't give a shit about, well, you guys are complaining the card's going to be bad, but the show's going to be great. The talent's going to have a chip on their shoulder. This card looks like shit. And the fact that you want people to pay 50 fucking dollars of their hard-earned money to watch Shane Taylor in a fucking... And and no shade on Shane Taylor, right? But what the fuck is this card better than you... We'll get to that, bro. Oh, boy. We will get to that. You, If you were going to do all in at the end of fucking August, you should have just skipped all out. I've seen a lot of people saying, do all in in the beginning of August and do all out at the end. That's perfect. It's not perfect, but it makes it a little bit fucking better than one week gap. Bro, this card looks fucking abysmal this card looks fucking abysmal this 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 is one of the me and sir k usually go to all out every year um this is the last thing i'll say um before i let sir k speak because i know he's got some things to say but this is one of the best decisions we've ever made not going Oh, oh dude i am so glad we made the decision and i feel like if we did buy tickets me and you would heavily be talking about selling our fucking tickets right now. Yes. Because All Out looks trash, dog. What in the fuck is that? Ricky Steamboat versus Ricky Starks. The Better Than You Baby versus fucking Ultra Jobbers. What the? Exactly. It's Ring of Honor All Out. Literally, though. Yeah, it is. Fucking trash. I'd rather take Rampage all out than fucking Ring of Honor all out. The f- like, oh man, and and this fucking this 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 man Tony Khan, this delusional man, wants to make this a yearly tradition. Dude, I hate these AEW traditions more and more by the fucking year. You oh, know what I mean? Like, dude, change it the fuck up. Don't do all out. You're gonna literally do it again, the same thing again. You're gonna have all in. Somebody's gonna get suspended, and a week later, all out fucking garbage. You're walking into it willingly again. You, you fucking know, stick it in every year. Man, you know that's the thing too. It's like okay, all right. I'll give you the I'll I'll give you the benefit of the doubt for this year because. You know, we don't know how hard it was to book Wembley. You know, we don't know, you know, we don't know if there was just date complications and maybe he already had the United Center booked. Cool. Dude, you're willingly walking into the same fucking problem in one calendar year. One year from now, September 1st, 2024, me and Sir K are probably going to be talking about how this was a stupid decision to do Yet again, yet again, you're walking into the same fucking problem. Ah. I don't get this dude's obsession with the pink holidays. 
oh my god, the UK has a bank holiday a week before the US does, so I'll do fucking two huge pay-per-views back-to-back. Are you dumb? Apparently. I mean, if what you're doing on Collision tomorrow, yes, the fuck you are. What the, uh, what's going on? What happened? This is not the AEW that made me stay a wrestling fan. This is not. This is quite the opposite. I'm tired of traditions. I'm tired of all these pointless shows. Wrestle Dream. All of it. I'm sick of it. I ain't watching no damn Wrestle Dream. What the fuck I look like? Like, the fuck? If, if we already didn't promise it to you guys, and if I already didn't call, or if I already didn't schedule off for, you know, the fun fun job, I would have been watching all out. I would have not fucking took the bullet. I would have not called off for that shit. All out. Dude, this is my measure of a good pay per view. Is it call off worthy? This all out? God no. Fuck. I would rather be at work than fucking watch all out, man. This, this, Tony kind of lucky we got our friends there because if we didn't, oh boy, we'd be falling asleep. All out looks trash. And TK should be ashamed. This is the worst card AEW has ever produced. And they're going to repeat the same mistake next year. And I'm yep. fucking dreading it already. They're going to walk right into it. And really? if it is a tradition, and you're going to keep all out in Chicago, I don't think you guys will ever see us at our all out again. We will be buying tickets to Vegas to see a real AEW pay-per-view. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was one of the yeah that was one of the things I I, I was gonna mention too. Looks like we're never going to fucking all out again. No, literally, Looks like it because getting all out. I hate that. Uh, seriously, I'm not fucking. I'm I and and what's funny too is just out of curiosity, we usually do it with all the so shows in Chicago, but just out of curiosity, we just like to look up like ticket prices. This all out was the most outrageous. Usually AEW tickets for like nice 100 section seats are like all out 2021, which was the best all out, by the way, we were there. We paid 175 bucks a piece and we were so close to the, to the floor, you know, um, usually we like the 100 section. Cause if you're on the floor, you're flat. So you can't really fucking see like, God forbid you get fucking Omas sitting right in front of you. You can't see shit all night. So usually, obviously we like to go for the, the seats, you know, the bleacher seats or the incline seats. I like to call them nice 100 level seats. Easily. Some of the, easily, some of the best, easily the best seats I've ever had to a wrestling show. Was okay. my favorite AEW pay-per-view in history. Uh, their best AEW pay-per-view in history. And they were 175 bucks. Those same seats in the United Center were going for upwards 250 to three 350 And you were put on that? Dude, oh yeah, we would have sold that motherfucker. I thought it was a normal price. I thought, alright, maybe we would have that prices would have 100 cents on my ticket get the fuck out of here what the hell is that absolutely Trail. atrocious absolutely fucking atrocious was that uh god absolutely atrocious was that <sighs> uh is this all out card but um my god yeah uh, again, yeah, the next, the next, if you guys, if, if you guys go to AEW shows, man, and, and, and you ever, and you ever wanted to fucking see us, 
you'll never fucking see us at an all out. I don't know why you'd be going to see us in the first place, but God fucking dude. Oh my God. I, I can't, I can't believe it. I can dude. When we were watching, when we were watching dynamite, I texted in the group chat, like as soon as they, and I was behind a little bit, I was behind on the show a little bit. Um, so I was probably like 20 minutes behind where everybody else was. Um, as, as soon as they fucking announced Bullet Club Gold versus FTR and the Young Bucks, I just, I, I texted you guys then, and I was like, oh man, we dodged a huge bullet. That was when I didn't even know what was to come in later in the night. When I found out MJF and Adam Cole are going to be having a fucking, uh, are going to be fighting for the ROH tag titles. And then I found out about, let me look at, let me look at this run sheet. What else did I fucking find out about? I found out about, um, I found out about Samoa Joe versus Shane Taylor. And I was like, whoa, (laughs) no, I was like, no fucking way. Then after the show, I was to hop on Twitter and see, Blackpool Combat Club versus Eddie Kingston and Shib- uh, and Shibata. And then I were to find out that Ricky Starks would challenge Ricky Steamboat to a strap match on collision. And this is the this is the same Ricky Starks. This is the same Ricky Starks that was supposed to main event the show for the real yep. world championship uh, with CM Punk. <sighs> it's a fucking insane man I, what happened to AEW man what happened and then we found out about the fucking the opponents of fucking better than you baby and that just made that, just, that was the worst part genuinely that is the worst part of that pay-per-view for me you know, uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. This card sounds absolutely abysmal. Um, but we're going to get into it. We're going to get into it, and we're going to talk about why each of these matches, not all of them, most of them, make absolutely no sense whatsoever, and why this is absolutely abysmal to put on a show that was once considered your WrestleMania. All out. I don't know, man. Absolutely horrific fucking card that they put on. And I don't give a shit what anybody... This... They've got chips on their shoulders. They're gonna... They always put on the best show. Yeah, even when there's no build. Even when there's no build, which is all the time. At least we have a decent card to fall back on. This card looks like shit. Looks like shit. This is... If I wanted to see something like this, I could have easily... I could have fucking easily went back a couple weeks and watched watched one of my fucking pre-recorded episodes of Rampage that I record on my YouTube TV every fucking Friday. 
<sighs> this all-out card looks like shit, man. It looks like Dude, fucking Cardi. shit. The worst card I've ever seen from this company. I cannot Easily. believe. I cannot believe they put something so abysmal on All Out. Once their greatest pay-per-view, now looks to be their worst. Oh my god. Two years god. later. Two years. Oh, but, uh, thought this company would last longer than that. Golly. So, let's go ahead and hop right into the intro, man, and then we're going to start talking about this Chicago Phil drama again. So, what is going on, guys? We are back with, yet again, another edition of the Notorious Seals Podcast, man. This is episode 177 of the news. And with that, with that, ladies and gentlemen, if this is your first time watching, guys, do not know how the show works. Every Monday, we are on here with... Notorious uh, with Notorious Unscripted. And every Friday at 4 p.m. Central, we are on here with the newsman. And with that, man, if you guys did miss this past Monday's edition of the show, it was a little bit different than you normally see. It was the illustrious career of Wyndham Rotunda. Um, a tribute video to Bray Wyatt. So if you guys did miss that, you guys can watch that on all platforms. I don't know if you guys did catch it. I forgot to give you guys a little bit of Easter eggs. Um, but uh, as you can see uh, from the show on Monday, the background was black and white, but there was a lot of red. And that was kind of a, a, a little reference to him being the color red in a world full of black and white. Um, so oh, yeah. I tried to implement that into the design of it. And... I wanted to share that little Easter egg with you guys on Monday, but obviously there was a lot going on. There was a lot to talk about, so it kind of just slipped my mind. So, yes, we want but we wanted to properly thank Wyndham um, and give him what is absolutely deserved of his career, a tribute video, um, somebody who means a lot to me and Cirque. Um, so, again, if you guys did miss that, man, we, again, uh, we'll never stop doing it, but, again, we want to thank Wyndham for truly being the color red in a world full of black and white um truly man so yeah man so that was uh that was one of the hardest episodes to make uh but that was one of my favorites that was one of my favorite episodes we've ever done um i i love how we went about that um yeah i think I, I think when it I think when it comes to to, to tribute podcasts, that's definitely got to be as good as it gets. That was that was a ton of fun to make. Um, that was a ton of fun to make, man. Bittersweet. I wish we didn't have to make something like that, but it was um truly, truly special, truly special, man. So, and I'm glad you guys did enjoy it too. We did get a lot of positive feedback on it, man. Um, and it was just overall just a great episode, man. And honestly, leave it. To fucking nobody else but me and Sir K to talk about Bray Wyatt's career for three hours. So that was a it was a very nice tribute episode, man. And like I said, it was definitely one of the most fun to make. Um, and uh, one of the one of the one of the hardest, but one of my favorite episodes for sure. Um, so if you guys did miss that, the Bray Wyatt tribute video, um, that is available for you guys on all platforms, man. That is Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and if you want to see it first, join us right here. Every Monday after Monday Night Raw for Notorious Unscripted, man. Also, if you guys have not got a chance to get your hands on some of the official 
Notorious Hills Podcast merchandise. You guys can now find this live on the merch shop. That is bonfire.com. Link is at the top of the description of this very video. And with that, you have all eight of these beautiful designs, plus more on the merch shop for you guys, man. That is the Chicago flag design, the uncrowned kings of the IWC design, the base logo design, the Riddler-inspired best-kept secret to the IWC design, the Notorious World Order shirt. You have the three different versions, the Chicago flag one, which you see on your screen, the classic black and white, and the Wolfpack red, the Grand Slam logo, um, the baseball-inspired logo, baseball jersey-inspired logo, the scratch logo, and the only community that matters. So all eight of these beautiful designs, plus more, are available on the merch shop for you guys. Again, that is Bonfire.com. Link is at the top of the description of this very video. And with that, if this is your first time watching, guys, do not know who we are here at the Notorious Hills Podcast. I am Johnny Mayhem, one half of the host of this very show. And as for the other half, we got my man, Sir K here. How's it going, man? Going good, man. It's going good. Just been, uh, just been chilling out, man. Um, would say I'm excited for Sunday, but I'm really excited to hang out on Sunday. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. Everything's been good. Um, and yeah, man, finally getting this fucking this show over with, man. Can't believe I'm saying that about this show, but can't wait to get it over with. But um, like Durante always asks, man, how's life? How's the family? Life's good, man. Wait, oh shit, life's good, man. The family's good. I just planked out for a second. How's everybody doing in chat, man? Live chat in the replay. Durante, Bill, JT, Logan. How are all you guys doing? What about you, bro? How you doing? Yeah, man. Um, I'm good, bro. I'm good. Uh, yeah, I spent uh, the better part of the last week just going back and just watching a bunch of old Bray Wyatt stuff. Um, so it was really cool. It was really cool to kind of kind of reflect. But honestly, man, usually, uh, usually most most of my nights. Most of my nights were spent watching back some fucking fantastic matches and promos and stuff. So, it's been a ride, bro. It's been a ride. But um, uh, but other than that, I'm good, man. But other than that, I'm good. Well, after learning this fucking all-out card, boy, you best believe I was going and watching back some fucking great Bray Wyatt shit to fucking cheer me up. Because Jesus Christ, boy, was I fucking was was I appalled. When I, I knew they were going to get the scraps, but shit. I didn't think crap is bad. I didn't think they were going to get fucking moldy expired scraps. Yes, they got the fucking crumbs. The fucking crumbs from All In. Um, good lord, that looks fucking abysmal. But, um, golly, I, I, I just, ah, oh god, I can't believe it, man. I can't believe it. Um, so, yeah. But other than that, man, as Durante always asks, I'm good. Family's good. What about you, Durante? Logan, Bell, JT, Pops. How's everybody doing? And thank you guys for being here, man. But it's time, man. It's time. Talk about the drama. 
It's time to take Phil to tribal court. All right. So, all right, man. So here's the deal. So here's uh, so according to Brian Alvarez on Wrestling Observer Live, here are all the bullet points that happened at All In. So Jack Perry did his uh, zero hour or pre-show match, whatever you want to call it. He did his match with Hook. There was a spot where he was doing the Rolling Thunder. You know, he was doing Rob Van Dam's move. He was doing he did the rolling thunder on top of on top of the limousine. He, you know, jumped on Jack Perry, gets off the car, smacks the windshield, and says, You see this? Real glass. Cry me a river. And here and here so it begins. Um oh my god, Bell. Yeah. It if he were to go back to WWE, which honestly I wouldn't be mad at at this point, and I'll get to why, um, I need to see him get sat down by the Tribal Chief. It, it, oh my god, it ne- I need to fucking see it, uh, 100%. Whoa. can't believe I'm saying this. I can't, what is this world come to? But Roman Reigns will decimate that man on the mic. He will decimate CM Punk on the mic. What has happened to this world? <sighs> That that's wild. That's the same guy that said suffer and succotash will now destroy somebody on the microphone. Okay, so here we go. So Jack Perry walked backstage following his match. When he walked past Punk, Punk said, Do you have a problem with me? To which Perry replied, You heard what I said out there. Perry, uh, oh no, Punk then said, you know I can beat your ass, right? You know. It's fucking high school, bro. Okay. Middle school. All right, all right, all right, all right. So, originally when this came out, I kind of felt bad for CM Punk. I did. Yeah. Because in the beginning, you know, it kind of, Jack Perry poked the bear, right? He poked the bear and it's like people just constantly pick on CM Punk. And it's like people, people, people constantly try to try to, you know, fight him. Um, People do not like CM Punk, right? That's what it boils down to. People do not like CM Punk. So in the beginning of this, I felt very bad for Punk because it's like, on one hand, the guy gets praised for his leadership backstage in Collision, and then on the other hand, it's really just a domino effect of like, what the fuck are we doing? And and then everything else gets fucked up. Um, but when you hear stuff like this, and we'll get onto it, it is very hard to feel bad for the guy because, yeah. again, it's like, and this all stems back to the Hangman shit. It's like, dude, why are you getting mad over promo material? Now, where Hangman went wrong, and I said this a long time ago, 
I don't give a fuck what Punk would have said. I would have just gave him the heads up. I don't even care if he said don't say that. I would have at least just gave common courtesy to say, I'm going to make a little dig about Colt Cabana. And it is what it is. Because you're CM Punk. And a lot of things. And it's like, on, on that hand, he should have gave him the heads up. But was he necessarily wrong for it? Not really. Did CM Punk tell Vince McMahon, hey, I'm going to go out there and say, you know, I can't wait till your family's dead or you're dead and your family's going to fuck up your company. I no, he didn't. That's why they cut his microphone. And then he fucking walked out of the arena and didn't even go through gorilla position. I don't know. I don't know, man. So the I don't know. He may he makes he makes it very hard for himself. He really does. Okay, does, so dude. So Punk then said, "You know I can beat your ass, right?" He shoved Perry and put him in a choke before it was broken up by Samoa Joe. Sweet Tooth broke up the fight. Okay, so I heard another rumor that Punk sucker punched him and then choked him. But if this is what's being reported by Alvarez and them, I guess we'll just go with this. I think I think the, the sucker punch thing was a rumor anyway. So, okay, it gets better. Tony Khan witnessed the fight with several monitors falling on him. So they launched an investigation, but the CEO was right there and seen everything that happened. The fuck are you investigating, man? What the fuck? You saw him. He pushed monitors into you. Dude, that man Tony Khan is trying so hard to save Punk's ass, dude. (sighs) So, Punk threatened to quit and didn't want to wrestle following the fight, which led to things being delayed 10 minutes. Is that fucking why the beginning of the show took forever to start? Ah. They were just fucking scrapping backstage and fucking doing it go on first. Bones are going on first. Bones are, you know, we don't want to do it. Which oh, bell, oh. which bell is a, is one of the reasons why at this point I genuinely would not mind seeing him back in WWE because he knows that this shit will not want to fly over there and that this shit will not fly over there and he will just be on his best behavior I feel like and then well if he does step out of line in the slightest he's gone and that was there's three strikes and you're out no exactly you just get booted in selling man and this man's just hit strike after strike in AEW Tony Khan's just fucking covering it up so the Young Bucks and FTR were asked if they could open the show. They said they weren't ready. The Golden Elite, Switchblade, Juice, and Takeshto were then asked the same thing, and they said they guessed they could. Oh, God. Samoa Joe was very angry as he wanted to wrestle at Wembley. Things were eventually sorted out, and Joe and Punk opened the show. <sighs> Dude. 
The first, honestly, the main person I feel bad for in this situation is Samoa Joe. It's Samoa oh, yeah. Joe. Another Easy. thing. We always rag on Tony Khan about not knowing when to fucking call the audible. How in the world you did not say, you know what? We're probably going to suspend you. Joe's winning the world championship. However, and this, this, either way, Punk loses in this situation because either way, he's going to no show. And at that point, if I was AEW, I would, I would genuinely have stripped him of the title right there and said, Samoa Joe's going to come out here. Samoa Joe's going to come out here. We're going to send out a mystery opponent and they're going to fight for the real world title because. CM Punk no-showed the fucking event. Or, is, yeah. or whatever you want to say. CM Punk wants to fucking fight everybody. Or people people want to get into fucking fights backstage. So, and it sucks, too, because this one isn't necessarily Punk's fault. But, like, saying you quit and wanting to walk out on your friend in Samoa Joe who just wants to wrestle in fucking Wembley Stadium. Okay, you blame the guy. You're going to walk out on him? And if I was punk, if I was punk, I would have said, take the fucking title off me. Cause, cause, and if he really wanted to quit, I would have genuinely said, take this fucking title off me because I'm not going to be back here. I'll go out there and I'll put over him because he's my friend and he deserves it. And after that, I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. Um, but what happened? But what fucking happened? He beat Samoa Joe with a sloppy ass Pepsi plunge and he fucking just beat him. Why Tony Khan did not call a fucking audible and have Samoa Joe win the fucking match is so beyond me. It's not even funny. And then guess what happens if Samoa Joe wins the world title? If you don't want MJF to defend in the main event of All Out, you got fucking Samoa Joe who could put the fucking title up against against anybody. Like, exactly, 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 Logan. He didn't want the fucking title in the first place. And now he has to have one 24-7. The fuck is it? And listen, there's a million stories about how this happened backstage. Some say Perry started it. Some say Punk. Some say it was a mix of both. Really, either way, you guys shouldn't have fought. Either Perry shouldn't have said what he said on TV, obviously. Or he said what he said on TV. Punk could just let him go to, to the fucking to Dr. Samson's office get the fucking broken glass out of his back and let him suffer and go put on a show like an adult. But no, he had to fucking say, I could beat your fucking ass, right? And just start a fight. Either way, both are 100% at fault. And it sucks to say I'm glad both got punished. They should have. Because what the fuck are you two doing fighting on AEW's biggest show and just causing a whole bunch of useless drama? CM Punk saying he's going to quit. Oh, I'm tired. Don't let you come back. Why are you here? Leave then. Give me that title and leave. And I'll have Joe f- go face some somebody for it. And Or, or you could go out there and lose. Or if not, I'll say you're going to win. And I'll tell Joe to roll your ass up and force your ass down and fucking lose that fucking title. Either way, it would have ended with CM Punk not being champion at, at the start of all in. No matter what. I don't know, man. 
I don't fucking know. Um, so here was the, I believe this was the story about the, yeah, okay, so here's a different perspective of it, I guess. Um, according to an eyewitness, why are we reading fucking crime reports about a fucking AEW dude? Jesus Christ. According to an eyewitness who is not a wrestler, their version of the Jack Perry and Punk incident was right after Perry came to the back, went CM Punk went nose to nose with him aggressively and asked him if he had a problem. Perry said he was just looking to get heat as a heel. Punk shoved him very hard, got in his face, sucker punched him and went for a choke. People immediately broke it up and Tony Khan was yelling at Punk to let him go. I would have paid to see that. Once CM Punk, uh, once they were separated, Punk lunged in Khan's direction, but a number of people got in his way. What was he going to do? Fucking destroy Tony Khan right there. Yeah, fucking sucker punk the fucking CEO. He still wouldn't have fucking fired him at that point. Oh no, he wouldn't have. He would have went on the media scrum and probably said what he said he's in the him. fucking in the uh, media in the press conference call before the show happened. Oh, people are interested in and outside of the ring. Like, do you just see a big ass a red mark on the side of his fucking face and shit? Like, dude, you lunged at the CEO. That itself should automatically be fired on the spot. I'm sorry. That's just how it is. I don't so, care who you are. Seriously, bro. So Punk lunged in Khan's direction, but a number of people got in his way while Punk was yelling, I quit. Uh, monitors were knocked down during all of this. Samoa Joe was very upset and went to calm Punk down. That's another version of the story. And then uh, another version of the story goes uh, a little something like this. Um, well, this, I guess, is more about the aftermath. So Wrestling Observer Newsletter is reporting that one person said many of the wrestlers think Jack Perry, uh, many of the wrestlers think both Jack Perry and CM Punk were at fault. And when talent found out, they got more motivated to put on great matches. It kind of brought everyone together. And Samoa Joe was looked at as a real leader through all of this. And yes, still didn't have him fucking win. Also, there is a there is a picture going around of Samoa Joe during his entrance, and on his left arm, right above his elbow pad, you can see little spots of blood. Um, I'm assuming. I mean, if Jack Perry bled, I'm assuming that. That was probably Jack Perry's blood. Um, but, oh, Logan, I, I swear to you, bro, this CM Punk, this CM Punk and AEW Dark Side of the Ring, bro, they got to make the, like how they did a, a two-parter for Benoit and Guerrero. This shit probably oh, needs yeah. like a three-parter. Oh, dude, fucking Jericho is going to be on that bitch talking shit. Oh, that's going to be great. <laughs> It's going to be fucking the best episode of all time. I cannot wait. Oh, it's money. It's money waiting to fucking happen. Um, And again, Samoa Joe is probably one of the people I feel most bad for because fucking, I mean, 
what the fuck? I don't know. I don't know why he didn't call an audible. Like I said, you do what you got to do. And either way, Punk leaves. And if you don't want to, and if you're scared about burning the bridge with CM Punk, he clearly doesn't give two fucks about your company. Um, because again, and again, I want to stress this situation is not necessarily all his fault. None of the situations were necessarily all on him. Everybody could have done a little bit better, but he does not make these situations any easier for himself, bro. I mean, again, you let Jack Perry say something to you and keep moving on with your fucking day. Want to know why? Because we're sitting here in front of 80 fucking thousand people. We're about to put on our best fucking show. And, and, and you guys are worried about fighting over some dumb shit that happened on fucking collision. Dude, you don't like Jack Perry? Fucking, why do you get, do we have a problem? Shut up. Shut the fuck up. Why would you cost your friend Samoa Joe that moment? If all else fails, Punk likes to talk about how his fr- his friends, right? He likes to he loves talking about how his friends are gonna catch him if he falls. Do not. Why would you fuck over? Your, why would you even put your friend's Wembley match in jeopardy like that? I mean, what the fuck, man? This fucking like, dude, he has real glass in his back. He's probably in pain. Let him suffer. And guess what? You fucking told him so. You told him so. Like, do we have a problem? Obviously, you have a fucking problem with him. He just, if anything, yeah, he's being a little fucking shit. But he's just doing shit I can't. If anything, tell him, hey, at least I was on the fucking main show. The fuck? At least fucking hit, hit him with some promo material. Go out there and fucking talk shit yourself. He did it to you. Go do it to him. Go look like while you're in the middle of beating up Samoa Joe, look at the camera and say, at least I'm on the fucking main show. You got all the fucking tools, you're CM Punk. It's, again, CM Punk getting mad over, you know, on-screen material. Holy softness. And then, and, and, and then, and then guess what? And then guess what? This is probably going to be another feud that is money. For CM Punk and AEW, because of all this, and it's probably never gonna happen, and it's probably never gonna fucking happen. And, and and then guess what? Now we have another feud that we can't move forward in the company because people want to see this shit so bad. This one, this one of the biggest reason why you might not be able to bring CM Punk back. It might not even be just because of the backstage shit. It's the on-screen shit. What is he going to do that anyone's going to care about except these people? Come on. I mean, unless unless Jack Perry would be willing to fucking sit down and sort all this shit out, which I would hope. But if not, this is going to be another fucking feud that people are going to say, oh, man. At this big show, I hope we finally get CMFTR versus the Elite. Oh, at this big show, I I hope we get Punk versus Omega. Oh, at this big show, and it's gonna happen and happen and happen. People said people people said people said, oh, I hope I hope this. Oh man, I hope this shit happens at All In. Well, maybe it won't happen at All In, but maybe they'll set it up at All In and give it to us at All Out. And what happened? CM Punk suspended, left Ricky Starks high and dry. The Elite are doing fucking absolutely nothing. Well, I guess Kenny Omega is. Hangman's not on the show. 
Kenny Omega's fucking uh, in one of the more interesting matches on the show, actually. And the Young Bucks are are are, are teaming with FTR. I mean, what a, what what did these guys turn on Phil? What did, I mean, what the fuck? What? That's what again. The tumble my guys have in the back. Apparently not. You're fucking fighting and shit. You're fighting and shit. I wouldn't have your fucking back. I'd say, okay, fucking, you're not going to fuck me over. I'm going to go hang out with the people, you know, that run this place. And then I could actually get pushed with. I don't know, man. I don't fucking know, dude. <sighs> yeah. Uh, I don't know, dude. It... <sighs> Good old... Good old punk, man. Good old punk. Yeah, but honestly, this this is this is another situation that's not going to translate on TV, and it's just going to be another things that keeps the another another thing that keeps the company on pause. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and I just know in a couple years, all these guys are just going to regret it. They're going to regret oh, it. Because, like Brett, Brett and Sean. Which is funny, because fucking CM Punk is a huge Bret Hart guy. Bret, Bret and Sean both always said, man, like, man. Bret always said, like, man, I, 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 wish, I wish I never walked out. Like, I, I wish we were able to finish that feud, because there was a lot of money left on the table. Well, that's what they're going to be thinking the same thing. They are. They are. All of them are. All right, man. Miro. Did so, you hear the rumor? What's up? Did you hear the rumor killer on the mirror one? Oh yeah, that's the story. Oh, okay, good, good. So, so the original story made me think that this man CM Punk actually lost his mind. The original story said that Miro asked Punk if everything was okay, and Punk told him, um, yeah, Punk said something to him like, "Oh, do you want to fucking take this outside?" When I originally heard that before the rumor killer, um, uh, I, I genuinely thought CM Punk had lost his mind. Why you would ever ask Miro of all people to step outside tells me you want to get your head ripped off. Um, it, but he would have murdered that man if that was real. So Sean Ross Sapp then did a live stream explaining what was relayed to him about the supposed altercation. Between Miro and CM Punk, according to what was said to him, Punk's uh, after Punk's match, he was approached by Miro backstage, and Miro asked how Punk was doing. Punk re- Punk replied with something along the lines of, "I'm okay, unless you want to fight me too." In a joking manner, Miro replied with an "Okay." Uh, also, supposedly in a joking manner, Punk then continued to just joke around. Uh, he said, how about we take this outside? To which Miro replied, how about we take this to the ring? Okay, um, I, I wish somebody would fucking take one of these goddamn CM Punk fuse to the fucking ring, for Christ's sake. This guy's fucking getting infused with all of his fucking friends that don't want to piss him off and say anything mean to him. The fuck are we doing here, man? All these punk feuds have been a waste of fucking time. A waste of time. (sighs) 
So then uh, here's another piece of news following the fight. Uh, People close to CM Punk said that there wasn't too much communication between he and Tony Khan after... After the backstage incident with Jack Perry, CM Punk has went as far as telling people he hates this place as a result of the constant issue in AEW. Um, and, well, the part about him and Tony Khan not having much communication ended up being false because CM Punk and Tony Khan were involved in a heated exchange at AEW All-In. According to a report from Wade Keller, PW Torch, CM Punk was CM Punk was ar- already said to have been pissed off about not being picked up from the airport by anyone associated with AEW. There was also a rumor killer on that. He didn't mind it at all. Apparently, I heard no. he didn't really care. No. Which I, put it on himself too, from what I heard. Yeah, he did. He wanted to stay. He wanted to stay an extra day with his family, which I get. You know, losing, losing a you losing a professional wrestler, you know, hits close to home for a lot of these guys. So I get that. You know, they wanted to stick around another day with his family. I get it. I get it. Even though they're fucking, they're um travel guys as great friends with the young bucks. So that's not a good look at all. No way. Oh yeah. So, yeah, that's not a good look at all. (laughs) They they 100% did that on purpose. You know it. So, uh, yeah, CM Punk was already said to be pissed off about not being picked up at the airport uh, by anybody associated with AEW. Instead, he took a train to his hotel and got lost along the way. It was worth noting that Punk wasn't aware at the time no one from AEW was... So the dude rep- just sucks at his job. I guess. Shocker. The report notes that CM Punk reportedly approached Tony Khan in front of other people in his locker room. Punk came at the AEW president in a heated, intense manner and chewed out Khan with harsh phrasing. Why the fuck does he have a job? Um, he plunged at him allegedly and chewed him out verbally. Dude. Oh my god, he's gonna keep this man's job. I can't believe it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh <laughs> eh, yeah, I I I don't know, man. I don't know. The So after all this after all of this, Ryan Alvarez is reporting that the belief Within AEW is that CM Punk and Jack Perry have been suspended from the company pending the results of an investigation over the reported physical altercation backstage at All In. This could possibly mean that either, uh, that neither will work this Sunday's All Out pay-per-view. And an update via Sports Illustrated have confirmed that CM Punk and Jack Perry have both been suspended by AEW. Apparently, Punk found out from his lawyer, too. Nobody even told him. Oh, yeah. Punk didn't... He told him in in AEW, talked to him about it all. He just told his lawyer. That's insane, man. That's insane. Exactly, Bill. Why is Punk yelling at TK? Why is it fucking TK... I don't know. Yelling at half his fucking roster at this point? I would be 
chewing that motherfucker out so fucking bad if I was TK. And, 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 And again, and again, man, I mean, it's just like, again, I want to stress, like, this situation, this one of all of them is not really Punk's fault, but, like, for the stuff that he did go wrong in this situation, like, dude, it's it's pretty bad, bro. I mean, dude, you're about to walk. I cannot stress this enough. You were about to walk out on your friend, a guy you grew up in the business with, a guy you grew up in the fucking business with, and it boggles my mind that he was still okay with winning, and I don't care about any investigation, Tony Khan knew he had to suspend both of them, as soon as it happened, as soon as it fucking happened, he knew he had to suspend both of them, and he didn't, Uh, and, and, and he did, but he didn't take the title off CM Punk and give it to Samoa Joe, not only does Samoa Joe deserve a world championship run in this fucking company, but for the love of fucking God, that man deserves it. For the love of God, that man deserves it, bro. And be and the situation at hand absolutely called for it. Absolutely called for it. I mean, you can't do stuff like that, man. You fucking you just can't. You can't do shit like that. In constant fucking fights backstage, bro. You just can't. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. And if you do want CM Punk around, we're going to keep you around. But you're going to work with whoever the fuck I tell you to work with. I don't care about your fucking feelings. I don't care about any of this shit. I, I don't. I don't. We're g- You're going to stick around. Nobody's going to get in a fucking fight or else it's going to be a fireable fucking offense. And you're going to work with whoever the fuck I tell you to work with. Because, you know, I don't know, man. It's in, it's in, it's insane, dude. It's really like, you know, when WWE was first booking Roman Reigns and he was working with, you know, who they wanted him to work with. He sucked. But as soon as he started having that creative freedom, now look at him. Now he works with whoever he wants. Nine times out of ten, the shit's decent as fuck. Shit's good. Good quality stuff. It's like the complete opposite for CM Punk. They gave him the fucking creative freedom. It was going great. It was going fucking great. Darby Allen. After that, we go into Eddie Kingston. Then we have the fucking cinema that was him and MJF, right? Then we get to Hangman. It was a decent feud. Looking back on it, that was like a huge butterfly effect on wrestling. Um, But all this shit, all this shit, bro, you got, you know, and then he comes back and he's working with all these people. And let's be 100% honest, dude. This shit, this shit hasn't been CM Punk level. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's been decent, right? Feud with... Bullet Club that lasted like three weeks. A feud with Ricky Starks, feud with Samoa Joe. Well, what what needle has any of this been pushing? I mean, honestly, and Collision's a great fucking sh- Collision's been a great fucking show, but what exactly ha- has this stuff been been doing for for anybody? Is this compelling television? It's not. Is it good television? Sure, sure, it's good television, but is it compelling? 
is is it really is it really the kind of needle moving shit that fucking only CM Punk can do? No, it's not. It's basic ass bare bones feuds. Doesn't even feel like CM Punk was back in the first place. The fucking only night it felt like he was back was the first night he came back. And I don't know if I'm speaking out of bias just because I was there. But. And the whole demeanor. The whole demeanor with him coming back too. Of the. I don't need to apologize to anybody. From that moment on. I knew it was a fucking ticking time bomb. I fucking knew it. Exactly. Exactly. We said it from the beginning. It's going to. He's just going to do it again. And look what happened. He might have not started it, but it happened again. <clears throat> Don't know why you could not just let the fucking guy walk past you. Do you have a problem? Clearly you're a problem to this company, dude. Because why would you say that? Doesn't make a lick of fucking sense, dude. So they've both been suspended. And... Yeah, cost Ricky Starks. He he's a he's a huge piece. He's a huge reason as to as as to why All Out doesn't look as good as it could have. Um, again, exactly. Ricky Starks was supposed to have a main event on pay per view, and now he's facing Ricky Steamboat. All right, um, all right, man. And for the final piece of CM Punk news. AEW has launched an investigation into the altercation with CM Punk and Jack Perry backstage at All In. The company has been collecting statements and interviews on what happened. However, there is footage of the incident since there were cameras all over Wembley Stadium via Fightful Select. This dark side of the ring, man. It's about to be insane, dog. I cannot believe there's footage of this, and you needed to launch an investigation. Not only were you right there, but if you needed a fucking replay, it could have just asked the camera crew that was fucking probably standing right across from you. I was saying, go to security and he's like, hey, give me that tape real quick. Put the, put that on put that on the all-in card, bruh. Let's see it. Let's, let's show these fans. Because... Bro, if fucking CCTV footage of fucking Ricky Starks hanging out with Cody backstage on an episode of Raw, this shit can leak, bro. Who got it? I'll pay you. I swear to God, I'll pay you all the fucking money. Definitely, bro. Fucking definitely. Um. Yeah, yeah I. I don't know, man. I don't know, but yeah. So that's all the news. Uh, that's all the news on CM Punk, man. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. The situation is fucked. And it, if it was his, if it was his last time in AEW, I, I wouldn't be surprised. And like I said, at this point, man, I genuinely would not. I, I genuinely don't even think I would mind him being back in WWE at this point because I know, in WWE, he's gonna be Tony Khan. Tony Khan let him off the leash. WWE is never taking that guy off the fucking leash. And if and if he does decide to fucking act up and fucking start barking and biting while he's on the fucking leash, then they're going to let him go. He, he's going to get buried, then booted. That's the thing about WWE. You piss them off and they don't like your ass, they're either going to just fire you or if they're feeling petty, 
They're, well, they're gonna book you to fucking look like an absolute loser and then fire you. And and if he does that shit, even in that company, good. I hope they do. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely, bro. Um Yeah, so that's uh so that's all the news on, on CM Punk. That's all the news on CM Punk and all the all the CM Punk drama to go around for everybody. Um, yeah, and that's that's that, man. That is that. So, um, speaking of AEW and Tony Khan, well, I guess. Oh, we. I mean, we talked about it in the intro. I guess this is just another piece of news. But um, I know this is another piece of news. But uh, yeah, all out and all in happening again a year apart next year so buckle up um i know like i said no reason to really talk about it we talk about everything in the intro but but yeah it's uh it's happening again and my fucking god uh one hand i'm excited that they're going to wembley again on the other hand all else gonna be a fucking piece of garbage again that we are not going to Mm, fuck no absolutely not never Never. yep it's gonna be in Wembley, they're returning to Wembley on August 25th, 2024, and a week fucking later is Labor Day weekend, so that's going to be all out again. What a fucking mess. What an idiot. And another piece of breaking news coming out of the all-in media scrum. Tony Khan has just announced, Mean, mind you, this was after a question about streaming services. I he completely fucking dodged the question and and talked about this. Tony Khan has just announced on the All In Media Scrum that AEW's next pay per view, Wrestle Dream, will take place from Seattle, Washington, on October first. It'll be on the anniversary of Antonio Inoki's passing, with. Khan hoping to include New Japan wrestlers on this card. AEW uh, Full Gear will also take place Saturday, November 18th from the Kia Forum in Los Angeles, California. Um, I, 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 I don't know. Um, I guess this is just going to be Forbidden Door Light. Uh, I, yeah. Forbidden door, forbidden door, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Why? Why is this happening, dude? What the fuck, Tony Khan? You're adding a bunch of useless shit to your pay-per-view schedule. Stop it, dog. Whatever happened to the Big Four? I'm I'm perfectly fine with the Big Five too. The fuck is Russell Dream? The fuck is that? No idea, bro. No idea. Another. Another another pointless another pointless thing on the another pointless thing on the fucking Yeah, I, I, I don't think I'm paying fifty bucks for Wrestle Dream either. I think we're gonna I think we're gonna have to skip that one, man. I think we're gonna have to skip that one. Uh un, un, unless they unless they give us the fucking dream match in AEW, CMFTR versus the Elite, that's even if Chicago Phil's involved at this point, GM Punk is involved fucking i don't know but I, but i i doubt they won't i doubt they won't um so yeah th- this one looks like a no go um yeah for sure 
literally fucked. They're, we might not be paying 50 bucks for all out, man. I might open up the fucking not wrestling dying and shit. Yeah. That sounds like a C-level pay-per-view, man. It does, bro. It does. It, it, who cares? Um, honestly. Um, speaking of Tony Khan, speaking of Tony Khan, <clears throat> We're giving him a lot of shit. We're burying him on this episode. But if there's anything I got to say good about him, um, it is. Uh, Tony Khan has flagged off any sort of, you know, consequences or anything like that. He has um, made uh, made changes to Dynamite. He has willingly made changes to Dynamite as he has let um, his guys participate in the services of Bray Wyatt, man. Um, According to a report from Fightful, Khan notified the entire roster on Monday that they are not required to attend AEW Dynamite if they want to attend the services of Wyndham Rotunda. The AEW president is more than willing to rewrite episodes of uh, the episode of Dynamite if need be. As of writing... As of writing, there is no word when Bray Wyatt services will uh, be taking place, but many talents who will be attending the services will need some travel time. Um, yeah, truly uh, commendable. Absolutely, um, absolutely. If there's a, if there's anything we got to say about Tony Khan, he handles situations like this perfectly for sure. Oh, 100 percent, man. That's one of the things he's really good at, man. And um, good good for all those guys that were able to go, man. Truly. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I believe what is our final piece of AEW news before we move on to the predictions here. AR Fox. AEW feels AR Fox hid information about his inability to wrestle at Wembley uh, at All In. Sean Ross Sapp noted behind Fightful's paywall that AEW feels that AR Fox was not forthcoming about his situation with All In. The company booked him anyway, even though he apparently knew wrestling in London would be an issue. Uh, We're told that AR Fox was planned for the match with Swerve Strickland against Sting and Darby Allin at All In, unlike the situation Ray Phoenix, where he was never truly set for the match and he was planned to be removed. It was noted too Fightful that Fox hasn't worked international dates since 2016, and the company did not feel like he was forthright about his inability to work outside the country. Uh, Though we haven't heard exactly why he couldn't, ultimately the late switch caused what we saw unfold on Dynamite with Fox taking a pin and losing to Nick Wayne. We're told despite being well-liked in the company, there was heat on him for the situation. That's fine. So you had to kick him out of the group that he was doing really good in and completely make the guy look like a piece of shit and fucking bury him like that? I, like, the thing about this whole situation that's, that's baffles me is I they, they just booked him anyway. Did they actually ask him, hey, you can work London, right? I'm sure they never asked him. Yeah, he should have said something like, oh yeah, before you guys book me, I can't make it. Can't make, you know, any international show. Yeah, he should have said that. But AEW also should have been like, hey, you can work these things, right? Because I know they didn't ask him. They should book the fucking match. 
and then they found out. And they, Tony Khan was saying on a media scrum how that was the plan with Ray Phoenix the whole time. No, fuck, it wasn't. Stop lying. You booked that man, and you learned his visa wasn't good, so you fucking took him off. Stop lying, Tony Khan. But, um, I, I don't get the, 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 the heat on Fox. I really don't. And especially if he hasn't worked one since 2016, wouldn't that be a sign? You know, a, a, a smart, logical production of a company would say, you know, let's add, let's let's verify with everyone we plan to put on this card that they can make it. Nope, not at all. Wow, wow, Logan, that is pretty badass. I'm looking at it now. Brody King and Darby Allen two pack from Quake by the Lake. Hmm. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. looks uh, yeah, it looks fucking dope. Yeah, it looks fucking dope as fuck. Um, for sure, man. But uh, yeah. So, so uh, yeah. That is that is the Air Fox situation, man. I, I like look. Even if, um, even if, again, man. Even if this guy, even if this guy, um, dude. I I really, really, really really trying to get that greatest hits bray wyatt the ultimate deletion one that they put out those that one in the ultimate edition were obviously must get since san diego comic-con um uh but man fucking sold out already bro so i'm gonna have to wait for them to come back yeah, yeah sold out uh within the quick man fucking quick so again even if air fox couldn't work the show even if he couldn't work the show, man, it's like, did you really have to fucking do all that to him? You couldn't have just said, oh, okay, we'll book around it. You had to do exactly. all that to him? Sounds extra to me, man. That's annoying. It really necessary. does. It really does, man. Um, and yeah, that's our, that's our last for the AEW stories. Uh, actually, we do have one on an ex-AEW guy. Uh, Brian Pillman Jr., Brian Pillman Jr. has started with his N uh, has started with NXT this week per PW Insider. However, there is no rush to debut him as the initial plan is to get him into the Performance Center system. Uh, I'm, that, yeah, I'm I'm happy for Brian Pillman, man, and and I hope uh, I I hope he does great, man. I hope he does great. I, I think he had a lot of upside, and yeah, I, I really hope he does great for sure. Truly, man. I hope I hope everything goes well, man. I hope everything goes well for him in the next team, man. Definitely, bro. Definitely. Speaking of people that signed, man, AOP, the authors of pain, Akam and Razor, have potentially been under WWE contract since 2022 per Fightful. AOP haven't wrestled at all since being released in 2020 with their wrestling entertainment service shows in Europe getting canceled last year. Why the fuck aren't you using them? Um, I, like, I, I, you could probably do with these guys and you don't do anything. You just give them money for nothing. The fuck? I never understood that. I mean, what the fuck? Who's Triple H think he is? Tony Khan? He's just fucking... He's just paying him just to fucking... Just to be employed? What? 
Oh, the Wolchek. Like, the fuck, man? Who, do they, they? who do these guys think they are? A steel? I mean, what's going on here, man? Literally, you pay to do fucking nothing. Why, why aren't they being used, bro? They're a great talent. Yeah, I, I don't get this at all. Why the hell these guys aren't being used is completely fucking beyond me. I do not understand it whatsoever. Um, use them. You got them. I mean, fucking use them, bro. I, I do not understand. I do not understand why, why you're not using them and you have them signed. When, again, the tag division could easily use them, bro. Right after WrestleMania, that's another, that's another team you could have added after WrestleMania to make the Raw after Mania a little fucking better. Literally, man. Literally nothing. I don't get it, man. I don't fucking get it. Eh. Would have added some great challenge. You could have built them up for Sammy and Kevin. You could have built them up. Or you could have built DIY up for Sammy and Kevin to have DIY come back face to face with the AOP. I mean, what the fuck? There's a ton of story you can tell there and... They're doing nothing. Fucking per usual. Um. Good lord. Good fucking lord, man. So. <sighs> Logan. Why is AEW bringing in Dennis Rodman? Dude, I wish I had a fucking answer for you. I fucking wish I had a fucking answer for you. AEWCW. What the fuck has happened to this company? Oh my god. <laughs> Oh, CM Punk oh. can't make it. I got it. Dennis, Dennis Rodman, dude. Like, dude, if you want to have him sit in the crowd and come out after the show like they did Giannis, sure, sure, that's a great, cool. you know, it's a cool hometown thing to do. Having him on the fucking show, man, I mean, you got to be fucking kidding me, man. You got to be serious right now, bro. You can't call anybody else for fucking. Can't call Will Ospreay and ask if he he can fucking make it or something. You gotta get Dennis Rodman. Un unfucking believable. So John Cena. John hey. Cena, man. So breaking news. Uh, breaking news: WWE has announced that John Cena will appear will appear on SmackDown for seven consecutive weeks following his return this Friday, September fifteenth through October twenty seventh. So we will have quite a bit of time with John Cena in uh, in the WWE. A little under two months. Um, oh my fucking god, Logan! God, do not say that. Um, if they do that, Logan. They're going to have to pay me $50 fucking dollars to watch this fucking pay-per-view. <sighs> Dude. Uh, oh, God. What if they end up putting him on all out against fucking like a jobber or something? Oh, dude. If it's against anybody, it's going to be around like the Jeff Jarrett circle. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Ah. Uh... Dennis Rodman versus Jeff Jaron. <sighs> fucking shoot me in the fucking face. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, John Cena will be here for quite a bit of time, and there's actually a rumor going around. According to WRKD Wrestling, 
John Cena versus Cody Rhodes has been discussed for a potential match for John Cena for his time back in the WWE. Okay, first of all, I I do need it. I do need it. Mm -hmm. But first of all, how the fuck are you going to do that with John Cena being on SmackDown and Cody Rhodes being on Raw? Who cares? Fair, fair, fair point. Fair point, but another another logic gap, to say the least. Mm-hmm. And um, aren't they supposed to be giving the vibe of, like, keeping Cody away from Roman here? Just me. But also, mm-hmm. a Raw without Cody is going to make that show that much more unbearable. Mm. It's already unbearable. It's already unbearable with him. But without him, we're looking at a rough watch, bro. Like, even rougher than it already is. If I'm hearing if Cena's gonna be, like, in this bitch for, like, a month or two, like, here, here... I can see him doing both. That's true. And I wouldn't mind that at all. And I will take, bro, you know how much money I will give these people if I get to see, or if I just get to watch fucking John Cena pull what he did to Roman, to Cody. Oh. The person he thinks is the ultimate babyface just gets fucking destroyed by the ultimate babyface. Please. Give me that, dog. Yes. Please, for all the God. Absolutely. Absolutely, bro. So, Cena. That's another thing, too. Roman, Roman's probably getting the next two months off, so they're going to replace that with Cena. Um, mm-hmm. that's, that, that's a great point. That's a great point. But if we are getting this... I don't. I know. I I know. I want to see Cena versus Cody, but I don't know if now is the time, because I mean we could build it to Survivor Series, but if Cena's only here till October twenty seventh, then that leaves like a whole nother month for like Cody to just kind of build the shit by himself, which is like the. It, I don't want it to be like the Mania build with Austin Theory, where Cena showed up once. You did the little did, did a promo with him, and then after that, we never seen him ever again. And it was kind of just, it was kind of yeah. just like th- that was like the only thing they used for their their whole build up was that one promo segment. I need to see these guys go at it a couple times. I need it to. I need them to actually give off the vibe that like Cena is missing stuff he has to do because he needs to you know settle this with Cody. That you know, yes, absolutely. So I don't know, I don't know. So that's that's that that's the only thing that's that's uh, concerning for me. It could definitely be here longer than we think, though. But still, because of this writer's strike, I mean, what fucking movie is is he going to go be able to film? Nothing, barely anything could be filmed right now. It's certainly nothing that's good enough to have John Cena in it. So, I mean. 
I I could see him staying a little bit, at least enough till Survivor Series. And if so, please, please. Definitely, bro. Definitely, man. So yeah, that's that's the news on John Cena coming back and a rumored opponent for him. Um. Yeah. That is true. That is true. So if that's the case, I would like to see Cena and Cody go into Survivor Series. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, that would be a fucking treat if I ever seen one, dude. Cena and Cody, fucking. Uh, Cena and Cody bloodline fatal four way fucking, uh, Sammy KO. Um, I guess Cody wouldn't be able to do war games then. And and Seth and fucking somebody else against the judgment day and JD McDonough. Shit could be pretty fucking heat, man. Shit could be pretty heat. But, um, but yeah, dude, I mean, yeah, that's, uh, that's, um, that, yeah, that's. Sounds good to me. Sounds good to me. It sounds like we got a pretty fucking good card right there. I hope so, man. I, I really hope we get this, man. Plus, like Bill said, man, Homelander versus Peacemaker. Gotta give it to me, man. Gotta give it to me. Mm. I like it. I like it, bro. Like, uh, on All In, how we got fucking GM versus Sweet Tooth, man. I don't know which one's mm-hmm. better. I think GM Punk, man. I think, I think the chairman, CM Punk, man. The I think chairman, I, I think CM is actually short for commissioner. That is true. Commissioner Punk. Commissioner made, chairman made. Who knows, man? Dude's just rolling the fucking company. All right, man. Enough joking. Let's talk about uh, to the real dude. This weekend last year was one of the best weekends in terms of in ring, you know, shows, in terms of pay per view quality. In terms mm-hmm. of pay per view quality, this weekend last year was one of the greatest weekends you could possibly ever fucking ask for as a wrestling fan. I mean, seriously. You had Clash, which was um, easily the best WWE pay-per-view from last year. Easily. That shit was fucking fire. That shit was fucking fire, man. You had Clash at the Castle. Amazing. You had All Out. Great, great show, man. Great show. The The quality of the show itself was fucking great. But here we are, one year later, and these are two of the worst pay-per-view cards I've ever fucking seen. <laughs> or one year later, I think I said two. One year later, here we are, and this is one of the worst fucking pay-per-view cards I've ever seen. This shit sucks. Oh, it's garbage. Complete <sighs> dog shit, both of them. Payback is about as boring as WWE has produced in the last fucking year. And All Out's easily, easily their worst card they ever produced. What the fuck, man? What is this weekend? 
Absolutely, bro. Absolutely. So, the first, can't even call this a match, we're having a Grayson Waller effect on payback against, uh, or with, special guest Cody Rhodes. The Grayson Waller effect. Yeah, if the if the scene rumors are true, this is probably where it starts. And I could see them at first teaming together against, you know, Grayson Waller and somebody he chooses. Mm. I can see it. I could definitely see could something see like that happening on Raw or SmackDown. Or I could see them doing that like the same night. Yeah. I could see them doing that right. the same night. Yeah, we'll tell him like find somebody in the back where everyone wants to come out and help his ass can. And it's going to be some random-ass fucking person. I can see that shit. Like fucking carrying Cross or something. One of these guys doing nothing. Yeah, I don't know. This is... Yeah, I would would assume it's going to be this spot, too. Uh, Yeah, because the Cena rumors are are very heavy on uh, Mm -hmm. uh, for payback. So Definitely, definitely. I can definitely see this going on. Definitely, man. And the next match... Is for the U.S. title, Rey Mysterio versus Austin Theory. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how they fumbled Austin Theory so hard, bro. But, like, when he first won the U.S. title, dude was sick. Dude was fucking sick. And here we are just a couple months later. Uh, well, it's been a while. Here we are, like nine months later, and this guy feels so dead in the water. And Rey Mysterio is the U.S. champ. Okay, um, I just can't wait till he drops it to Santos. Or the rumor is that they put the title on him for him to drop it to Solo. So that can't come fucking soon enough. It really fucking okay. can't. Either one I fucking hope for, man, because what the fuck is any of this, bruh? Lost in theory. Austin bore me. The fuck? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with Ray here, man. I'm going to go with Ray. <sighs> Same, man. Same. Nick to Ivy's Ray win. And for the next match, I know this one's everybody's favorite feud the Steel Cage. Becky Lynch versus Trish Stratus. Get this fucking shit over with. Get this shit over with. I'm I'm gonna go with Becky here. I'm gonna go with Becky here. Um Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I, I hope it finally ends, man. That's all I hope. I have no much more to say on this fucking monstrosity. Fuse been absolute gold man but i think it's finally sadly gonna end with becky winning man yeah yawn is right jt and the next match for the women's world championship rhea ripley versus raquel rodriguez what trish wants to face rhea next oh you gotta be fucking kidding me Oh. Truth, 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 truth. If oh. she is, I could see, I could see her being here till mania. Oh fuck! 
God. <laughs> um. Yeah, boy. Uh, who cares? Who fucking cares? God, man, we might need a fucking call intermission, dude. I gotta go get a fucking energy drink talking about these goddamn cards. Sort of God. Uh, this one's obviously gonna go to Rhea. Um, there's no point in having Rhea lose. She's she's hot right now, so she's been hot. So there's no. Point no, exactly. Not. Yeah. Um, and the next match. We have The Miz versus L.A. Knight. This one's actually had a pretty decent build. Um, actually, I've 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 liked the 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 back the promo back and forth that they've had uh quite a bit actually. So this one hasn't been this one hasn't been too horrendous um in, in terms of their promos back and forth. Uh, so yeah, not not the worst thing I've ever seen in my entire life, man. But it, yeah, I mean, it's been it's been pretty good in in my opinion. Um, and and uh, if it's not L.A. Knight, then then somebody needs to be shot and killed. So. No, exactly, man. Exactly, obvious L.A. Knight win, and good to see, man. Good to see. Absolutely. Uh, Thank you for mm-hmm. keeping me on tabs with this, Logan. Holy shit, that is sick. Damn. There's a oh, uh, acclaimed ringside exclusive three pack that they're showing off. That shit looks fucking fire. That shit looks fire. But yeah, man. So, uh, it's about time we get AEW figure news, bro. I mean, it is fucking been forever, dude. It's been forever, man. So, the next match. The next match. Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens versus the Judgment Day. Um, it does not have the pink scissor belts, man. You're going to have to give Jazzwares like another two and a half years for those. Their production in terms of keeping up with stuff on television. Like I just bought a Jamie Hayter figure the other day. The figure mm-hmm. just hit stores. The fucking attire and the look of the figure is based from November of 2021. What the fuck? And here I am getting it two years later. Mattel is like on it. Like they'll get that shit. If they'll get that shit to you in nine months. And if you really want something quality, you'll have to wait a year. But what's an extra three months? They're on that shit. Jazzwares? Forget about it. If I want like something that I like on AEW television right now, like if I wanted MJF from for his all in attire, I will see that fucking figure in 2025. I shit you not. Um, uh, but anyway, back as you guys can see, I'm trying to not talk about these shows. Um, literally, bro. Sammy, Sammy Zayn and Kevin Owens versus Finn and Damian Priest of the Judgment Day. Rhea said, "If Finn and Damian don't lose, or Finn and Finn and Damian don't win, then there's going to be, um." There's going to be uh, changes, immediate changes to the Judgment Day. Pretty much, I think whoever takes the pin here is getting kicked out of the fucking group. Um, I'm and I'm obviously gonna go with Sammy and Kevin for sure. Definitely, man. They're definitely gonna win. And I can't believe I'm saying this. I hope Finn Balor gets pinned, man. He he needs to be the one to get kicked out that group, man. Not fucking. 
Oh, that Damien Priest. Yeah, but if it's, uh, I said this to you the other day, man. But if Vince is booking this, you know how you know he thinks that those money in the brink, money in the bank briefcase holders, they can That's lose cool. as much as they want because they're gonna be the world champ soon. So if Vince is booking this, Damien Priest is absolutely taking the fucking pin. Exactly, man. So let's hope so, man. Let's hope so. <sighs> Definitely, bro. So, with that, um, this brings us to what I would assume is the main event. Seth freaking Rollins versus, I was going to say Johnny Gargano because I'm looking at Durante's comment. I fucking wish, man. God, I fucking wish. Um, then you get to also champ on all them fucking media scrums just so they could ask where the fuck Gargano was at. Seriously, bro. Seriously, I need somebody to ask Triple H where the fuck is Johnny Gargano. Exactly. So, Shinsuke Nakamura versus Seth freaking Rollins for the WWE title. Or, the World Heavyweight title. Seth, why? Why is this a main event on a pay-per-view? Like... Seth being here, absolutely. With fucking mm-hmm. dead ass, cold as ice Nakamura, nah, this ain't doing it for me. Oh, hell no, man. Did they confirm this has to be an event? No, but I assume. I would assume uh, either. I feel like that fucking that women's match is going to be the main event, that Becky match. I really do. I don't know if they're that stupid, but they have proven to be pretty stupid before so they're pretty dumb man and no way they see this as a big match man i mean triple h might because you know he's old and work but this shit ain't it brian seth is seth is getting that win easily yeah i mean yeah i mean i mean i mean like logan says in the chat it's not that it's not that like the 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 point of them feuding is bad right like it's it's, just it's just Nakamura is just fucking dead in the water to me, man. I'm sorry, bro, but I just I I don't feel anything when he comes out, man. Like nothing. Not exactly. It's like why are you here still? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, but uh, this is a Seth, an easy Seth win, which also I want you guys to understand how silly Nakamura is going to look. He can't even beat Seth with a fucking fractured back. I want you guys to understand that this guy is going to be even more dead than he was after the losses to Jinder Mahal this Saturday night. Exactly. Exactly. Can't beat the guy with the fucking fractured back. Can't beat him. And all out. AEW all out. Yay. Woo. Well, Logan Paul was one thing. You know. But the thing is, too. The thing is about that, like... Logan says, look how many people haven't beat Seth with a broken back. 
apparently nobody else knew about the shit. It was Nakamura that knew about it because I guess the whole point was, you know, Seth was shocked that anybody knew about it. So Nakamura is going to be dead. Nakamura is going to be dead as fuck. I mean, saying it won't do anything to him, I I, I think you're right because he's already in the fucking dirt. And he's never came out of it. So in that sense, you're right. It will not do anything to him. It's not going to, nothing's made the guy look better. Nothing's, nothing will make the guy look worse. He's going to lose. He's going to lose. And he's the one guy who knew about Seth's injury. Apparently none of the other guys knew about it and they lost. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And you know, I know Nakamura is going to target the back and he's still going to fucking lose. And, yeah, he's not going to be much worse, but, I mean, you can only fucking dig a grave so deep. At the end of the day, it's a grave. Exactly. It's all just surrounded by dirt any fucking way. So. Oh, is, man. Um, all right, man. All out. <sighs> First of all, what the fuck are, man? What the fuck am I looking at on my screen? What the fuck is this match? What the fuck is this match? New Japan Strong Champion Eddie Kingston. Wait, what? New Japan Strong Openweight Champion. And the ROH Pure Champion Katsuyori Shibata versus ROH World Champ Claudio Casignoli and Wheeler Yuta in a fucking tag team match. What the fuck is this? What is this? Why, bruh? Why the fuck is this happening? I don't care. I, 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 I guess Kingston? I, I don't fucking know. I don't care. What I think is going to happen here is Eddie and Shibata are going to win. This is going to all culminate with Claudio versus Eddie at Grand Slam. And, uh, yeah, at Grand Slam, they'll do Claudio versus Eddie. Eddie's from New York, and then Eddie will take the Ring of Honor title from Claudio in Queens, New York. I could see it, man. I could definitely see it. But, fucking hell, why is Shabbata in the... Like, Yeah, I don't fucking know, man. Yeah, so I'm going to go with Eddie and Shibata, and then this is going to lead to Eddie getting uh, his moment winning the ROH World title at Grand Slam. So, yeah. Good for him, I guess. Yep. Good for us, man. We got to watch this shit Sunday. Um, Ugh. how embar- What an Join. embarrassing show to bring to the fucking United Center. Literally, out of all the, all the allouts, this one is in the United Center. Not 2021. Did you, no. Dude, the, could you imagine the, that amount of people? It, like, that thing would have been sold out. That thing would have been sold out, easily fucking sold out. And could you imagine, could you fucking imagine what would have happened at the end with Adam Cole and Brian Danielson debuting? Could you fucking imagine how, how loud that arena would have been? Oh, dude, it would have been insane. It would have been perfect. Unbelievable. Chris Statlander defends a TBS title against Ruby Soho. 
please put the fucking title on Ruby. Um, stats reign has sucked. Um, it's, it's gone. AEW has a fucking problem where either they have a championship reign last fucking three weeks or they have it fucking last like eight months and do absolutely nothing with the person. No, exactly. Fucking, um, Outlander's had a fucking... Orange Cassie reign where she just wins wins random nothing matches and it's been pointless, man. Just get it on Ruby. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh no, Logan. Uh Survivor Series is at all state arena. WWE usually doesn't go to like anywhere else in Chicago. Yeah. They like yeah. solely stay in the All State Arena or I mean it used to be used to be called the uh, Rosemont Horizon. But yeah, they only go to Allstate. I believe they do the UC for like live events, but you know how WWE is. It's too expensive to run TV out of there, even though they can easily pay for it. But I digress. Um, whatever. Um, yeah. So, um, for the sake of having this fucking championship reign not be an Orange Cassidy championship reign, I'm going to go ahead and say Ruby, but that's wishful thinking. Same, exactly, man. Exactly. Two years ago, she debuted in AEW, and two years later, she's on one of the worst cards I've ever seen in my fucking life. Um, Still have a win championship. Good lord. Yeah, no kidding. And the next match. FTR and the Young Bucks. Versus Bullet Club Gold. Uh, okay. okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking segment aired on Wednesday. I, I think that the second that a segment aired on Wednesday, where the young where the young bucks were apologizing to FTR for like not shaking their hand, they fucking scrapped whatever they had planned for any type of future CMFTR shit. That was my instant fucking gift, fucking reveal of yeah, we we ain't doing nothing like that. They're they're gonna be homies now because Phil had to go fight somebody. Yeah, I can see it, and I'm gonna go with FTR and the Bucks here, and I just can't wait to see Bullet Club Gold on All Out. Man, I'm pumped for this one, man. Man, I I. Oh, I can't wait, man. Um, yeah, I th- think it's definitely going to be FTR and Bucks, man. And then I could see us eventually, probably a Grand Slam or something, getting the uh, trios tag match, um, FTR, Bucks, Guns. Sadly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's that one. And the next one, the guy that should be the fucking real world champion... Samoa Joe defending the ROH World TV Champ uh, Championship against Shane Taylor. All the casual AEW fans, I genuinely want to know their reaction to seeing this match made. Samoa Joe versus who? Yeah, who the fuck is this? What the fuck is this match? What the fuck is this pay-per-view? Oh shit, Logan. What the fuck is going on? A four pack? Damn, that's brutal. That sucks. 
Like, I'm trying to find pictures of it. But, um, uh, I'll find them later. Dude, I seen a lot of people saying they want Samoa Joe to just drop this ROH TV championship so he can get the fuck out of Purgatory and Ring of Honor. And I kind of mm-hmm. hope so, too. Um, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hate seeing Samoa Joe lose again because the guy should be the fucking real world, ch- real world champ during this pay per view. But I mean, what the fuck? What the fuck are we doing, bro? I mean, seriously, man. Um, but yeah, get get him out of purgatory, get him out of purgatory, man. And um, I, it's gonna suck seeing him lose again. But yeah, we gotta get him out, bro. No, exactly, man. Exactly. We gotta get him out. And I yeah, exactly. I just hope he loses it so he can be an AEW mainstay. Don't know how he's fucking not, but gee, that's what should happen. Seriously, bro. Seriously. Um <sighs> Aha. I think I have found the pet. Did it already fucking sell out? Oh my god, it no. did. Holy shit. I think it already sold out. Damn. Yeah, that's definitely a must-get. It comes with all them belts. Oh yeah. For sure. For sure, that's a must-get. Jesus, I need to... I need to add that shit to my list. Because what the fuck? Well, they came with, um... What the fuck is her name? Jade Cargill, TBS title. No fucking thank you. Um, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna go ahead and say Samoa Joe. I'm gonna go ahead and say Samoa uh, or Shane Taylor, just for the sole purpose of getting Samoa Joe the fuck out of ROH Purgatory, which, like I said, is a crime because he should absolutely be walking into the show as the real world champ, but. Tony Khan can call an audible to save his life, so that's that's that. Exactly, man. Exactly. Uh, and the next match. I can't believe I'm this bored talking about an all-out card. I'm literally looking yeah, at I'm, figures I'm, in between because that's making me I'm more in. excited. I'm just waiting for this to fucking end already. Fucking all-out, man. I'm waiting for this weekend to just be fucking over with. Yeah, I'm waiting for this fucking show to pass me the fuck by. Luchasaurus versus Darby Allen. Why do I have a feeling they're gonna flip the title right back onto Darby Allen because he's like one of the, he's like the best TNT champion they've ever had, so they're just gonna flip the title onto him because they think he can do no wrong with the title. Can you move the fucking guy up the card or can you have him go after the international title or something different? Why do we have exactly. him keep going after the TNT championship? And seeing Christian without the TNT championship is gonna hurt. It's gonna it, it it's it's gonna do a lot less for AEW television, man. That that man, I'm telling you right now, man, he has done great with that fucking championship, and it is, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a fucking crime if they take it off of him. I'm telling you right now, just to put it back on Darby Allen, which Darby Allen's the best TNT champ they they've ever had. You can't keep putting. Yeah, exactly. You can't keep putting the fucking title on him just because he's he was a great champ before. It's eventually exactly, going to run man. stale, and you eventually got to move this fucking guy up the card. Exactly, man. Exactly. I feel like it very well could be Darby, 
Um, but I hope not, man. I hope it's Luchasaurus and Christian. <laughs> oh yeah, I I think I think Tony Khan's I think Tony Khan is having an anxiety attack with having oh. uh, somebody hold the TNT title for this long. So I think Luchasaurus is is, is uh, done being his flavor of the month, and I think he's going to put the title right back on Darby Allen. So I'm going to predict Darby. Uh, sadly, I can very well see that happen, but I'm going to stay hopeful and predict Christian up oh, Luchasaurus. Sorry, Christian. I know you're the real champ. My bad. He is. He's my champ. He hates people that plunk around championships that they didn't win, man. I respect Dude, that. He, he would never. It. He would never do something like that, bro. Fuck a fucking guy, man. So... And the smile is wiped right off my fucking face. Tomorrow night on Collision, Ricky Starks challenges Ricky Steamboat to a fucking strap match at All Out. Dude. Dude. <laughs> what kind of fucking 2019 main roster WWE shit is this? Like, that is trash, dog. What the fuck? And then... <laughs> bro, you cannot tell me GM Punk, you cannot tell me that GM Punk did not ruin this show. Because this is one of the worst fucking things on the card. And this would be completely different if this guy didn't get suspended. I I don't know. I don't know. This kind of shit, I never thought I'd see it in AEW. I never thought there was a place for this kind of shit in AEW. And clearly there fucking is. And clearly somebody's lost their fucking marbles. You feel like this is why an alternative was created. Yes. Shit like this is why the company was created. This company, AEW. Stuff like this is why AEW was created. The alternative because we wanted something alternate from what we were seeing. Look, I swear to God, Ace. Oh, uh, I, I feel. God, oh, I feel so bad for Ricky Starks. Way to derail his heel turn. Granted, it was a stupid heel turn to begin with, because Ricky Starks was a very, very over babyface, um, and AEW just turned him heel just to turn him heel, and then that's it. <sighs> Makes the fucking this is fucking mad. The fuck happened? Whoever, whatever happens in this match, I'm gonna predict Ricky Starks, and if I'm fucking wrong, then there's then 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 there's gonna be a whole different pipe bomb on Sunday night, a whole fucking different one, and it's gonna be right fucking here on the Notorious Heels fucking podcast. 
Exactly, man. Exactly. So, uh, let's just hope uh, like whoever Ricky faces, it better be, um, he better win. I don't know. I don't care. I don't either. The Great War. Powerhouse Hobbs versus Miro. This one should actually be okay. Pretty <laughs> shitty build. Um, the, 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 the factory have been still helping Hobbs to try to get him back in the group, I guess. Um, I don't know why they would put him in something like that in the first fucking place. But Miro and Miro and Hobbs itself, I think, is going to be a great uh, big man, uh, big man on big man kind of fight. And I'm going to go ahead and say, I'll go ahead and say Miro for this one. Mm, I could see, I could see um, Factory getting fed up of trying to help him and just getting him to lose. So uh, I could see Miro, man. I'm down for this match. And only like three good matches on the show, so. I think it's going to be Miro. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go Miro, too. And the next match, one of the only interesting matches on the show, Kenny Omega versus Konosuke Takeshita. I'll go ahead. I'll go ahead and say Takeshita. I'll go ahead and say Takeshita picks up the victory due to Don Callis or whatever. Whatever kind of interference or whatever kind of cheating goes on, I'm going to go ahead and say uh, Takeshita for this one. Definitely, man. Definitely. I can see, um, see Takeshita winning. They, they love Takeshita. They had to beat Kenny in front of 80,000 people. So I might as well beat him in front of, they say 20, it'll probably be like, oh, hey, W. Billy, might be like 15,000 people. But um, yeah, I, I can definitely see Takeshita winning it, man. I, I'd be down. Definitely. Definitely, bro. So, with the next match, for the International Championship, Orange Cassidy versus John Moxley. You know what? Mm-hmm. We're probably not going to talk about this on Monday because, you know, All Out will have happened by then. I really love what they did with Orange Cassidy at the end of Dynamite mm-hmm. last week. I loved it. I can't. He was... I can't believe I'm saying it, but Orange Cassidy was like the best part at the end. Why yeah. can't we get that 24-7? He'd be fucking phenomenal and, if oh, he did that 24-7. And, and the kicker is, the kicker is, we're nearing the end of his title reign. Oh, dude, I have a feeling he might fucking lose it at the fucking show. I have a feeling, too. I have a feeling. I... I uh, 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 <laughs> I think it is. I don't want Mox to beat him. And I think it'll be... I can't believe... Like... <laughs> what is wrong with this company, man? But, um... So at the like, ass love... end of his title mm-hmm. reign, now you want to make him care about the title. Or at least tell us that he cares about the he title. Cares. Dude, he was fire at the end of, of AEW Dynamite. And it's like... Don't. If I could, if if I could say one thing about Cassidy, he's been booked as a strong champion. There's been no story, but the story of his body breaking down is the only story that you could have told, and it's been decent. Like, I mean, you haven't told any fucking story with him in the ring, so he's wrestling all these matches. The only story you're left with is to capitalize on the fact that his body could be breaking down, which they did. 
Just as he sits in the ring mm-hmm. and has a fire ass promo, now we're nearing the end of his title reign. They couldn't have, if they would have did this the whole time, he would have been one of the best AEW champions in the company's history. Oh, literally, man. Literally. And he's just gonna lose it, right? Right as he imagine fucking Roman Reigns as soon as the fucking Sami Zayn stuff starts. He just loses the title randomly. Yeah. <laughs> right as he gets good. <laughs> I just think it's good. What the fuck? And I love Mox. I genuinely do. Yeah, um, yeah. He doesn't need this title. He no. is not built for this title. He is. I don't. I, I don't want to be that guy and say he's above the title, but he's part of the main event scene. Yeah. Give this win to whoever beats Orange Cassidy. To I don't know Keith Lee. an up and coming Rick Carter or someone like Keith Lee who is a main star that they don't see that needs a championship. Nobody. Fucking Mox, and I love Mox. He's he's great. And I will say, they, if they're telling the story about the broken body, nobody better to break it than Mox. But like, come on, bro, come on. D doesn't need this at all. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. He doesn't. He doesn't, man. And it's just it's hilarious to me that now at the ass end of the title reign, now you want to make. Uh, OC a little compelling. Absolutely. A minute. Okay, we're back. Yes, sure. Charlotte, uh, Charlotte's um, software has been wiped. Um, but uh, at least for now. But dude, just at the end of this title reign, now you want to make this shit a little compelling. And the thing is about the international title, Moxley does select indies. So I feel the reason they're putting this on him is so he can go around, because Orange Cassidy only really defended it in AEW. He's going to go around the world, the GCW and all these other indies he does, and defend the title as if it's not already on fucking live television every week. Uh, the actual part to have a title on live television. Yeah, as if it's not on television any week. It needs more recognition, I guess from people that probably already know about it, because if you're going to a little indie show, you probably have heard about the AEW International Championship. Um, but yeah. But exactly, like, like, like Sir K said, if there's anybody who's, who's gonna, if there's anybody who's gonna break uh, the body of Orange Cassidy, who better than Mox, but like, I ju- it's just absolutely no. comical to me how at the end of the title reign, now they want to make this shit. Uh, now they want to make Orange Cassidy more compelling than he's been throughout the whole fucking title reign. He's just been wrestling random matches the whole title reign. Makes no sense, man. It really doesn't. And as for this one, I actually am going to go ahead and say John Moxley. And that's wild that I'm going to say mm-hmm. that. Um... Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and predict Mox here. Oh, yeah. And with that, uh, what may might be the main event, I honestly wouldn't even mind Orange Cassidy and John Moxley main eventing. I mean, it's the only AEW championship that is being defended at the show. No tag titles. Well, other than the TNT We're title, but that... And the, the best t- title. Yeah, there's the other two TV titles. But other than that, 
As far as their other main championships, no tag titles, no women's title, no world title. The internet, out of all the AEW championships being defended on the show, the international championship match it, it does sound the most interesting. Um, and hey, Orange Cassidy can get away with just having a match because we're actually on pay-per-view. That's the time and the place to just have a show full of matches. Not fucking dynamite for the past nine months. Actually, for the past 12 months. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Better than you, baby. Defend the ROH World Tag Team titles against... I know it says the winners of the Rampage ROH Tag Team Battle Royal. Ladies and gentlemen... It was the fucking Dark Order. John Silver and Alex Reynolds are having a fucking pay-per-view spot at All Out. Which, I hate the kingdom. I can't stand the kingdom. I think their act sucks. I think they've just been the red-headed stepchild in this fucking, in this whole Adam Cole and MJF story. Didn't that make a little bit of sense, though? Considering the oh, yeah. alternative for that is better than you, baby, versus Dark Order? At least the kingdom's got a little bit of fucking story. Which, again, I don't fucking... I don't like the kingdom, but at least there's a little story to fucking work with there. The Dark Order... Exactly have a pay-per-view spot on AEW All Out. Think about how wild that is. Think about how fucking wild that is in 2023. It's a crime in 2023, man. Oh my fucking God, dude. Do we see the turn here? I don't know. It should have fucking happened in front of 80,000 people, but it didn't. Um, is it going to make the turn less, uh, in terms of crowd? Yes. Yeah. But in terms of the moment, no, the turn's still going to mean a huge thing because it's been a great story, but why? But if the, if the AEW world title wasn't able to get that man to turn, the dark order is, oh God, please. No. Unfucking believable. Unfucking they lose to fucking jobbers like that, and they and fucking Adam Cole just breaks his fucking mind. It would break mine. It would. It would. Um. Yeah, I I don't know, man. Uh, it's obviously. Um. I don't even want to say obviously though, because I feel like it could go to the other team. Um, I'm dead. Better than you, Bailey. Um. I feel like it could go to the other team and pretty much AEW built all out simply around like the better than you baby split. So I'm actually going to predict the other team, which could it be the Dark Order? Maybe, but, it, you know, maybe somebody gets attacked before the match and maybe they kind of like shoehorn the kingdom into here. But I, honestly, I, I'm going to predict the Dark Order because... If you fucking, dude, if you, but it's all, it's all tricky. Cause I don't know if they're going to save it for grand slam. 
I don't know if they're going to save it yeah. for Grand Slam and then do Roddy versus MJF in the main event and then have Adam Cole turn after that. I don't know, man. I, I feel like they're just dragging this shit out. Um, I feel like I, 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 just, I really do. I feel like I feel like they're dragging it out. And yes, this is coming from the same guy who loves the Bloodline story. But there's always new layers being peeled back in the Bloodline story. There is, at least for me. Here, it's like I don't want them to just keep doing the same stuff and it grow stale because this has been one of the best stories AEW has ever told. And I feel like they're just dragging it out because it's been making them a lot of money. And I feel like they're deterring away from the moment. Definitely, man. Definitely. So, whoever wins, you know, it's obvious what's going to happen. If the storyline's going to continue with them being together, um, who knows? I, I think. Yeah, we'll see at the pay-per-view, man. For sure, bro. But yeah. other than that, other than that, man, that's everything, man. So, yeah, I, my final prediction, um, for the sake of something saving this show, I'm going to predict the Dark Order solely because of the fact that I, I want to see Adam Cole turn on MJF and I want to see this show at least be a little memorable for something. But I tell you right now, if they're not in the main event, nobody's turning. They're saving it for Grand Slam. Definitely, man. Definitely. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that. And, yeah, man. So, remember, guys, we will be live Sunday night with the All Out 2022 official show review. So, yeah, man, we'll be live. We will be live with, uh, yeah, we'll be live with All Out, man. We'll be live with the All Out review. That is either going to be, um, th- that could that could, that could be one of the best pipe bombs in Notorious Hills podcast history. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, man. Uh, yeah, it has been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure, man, from always, 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 always a pleasure for my Johnny Mayhem. And that's okay. And that is going to do it for this edition of the Notorious Hills Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, that is going to do it for this edition of the news and the payback slash all-out predictions. Remember, guys, we will be live Sunday night with the all-out 2023 review. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so very much. Thank you, guys. We love you guys. Please like, comment, and subscribe. And we will see you guys on Sunday with the all-out 2023 official show review. I used to get pills on the bitch. Now I throw shields on the dick to stop it from the HIV shit. And niggas know they thoughts like the quickly villain, playing the villain, prepare for the trap killing. Biggie Smalls is the illest. The style is played out like on the one that's what he talking about. Willis, the thrill is gone. The black, white, white is here to excite. Throw fits to sight. Bitches are like them brainless guns, are like them stainless steel. I want the fucking fortune like the wheel. I squeeze gas till my clip is empty. Don't tempt me. Truth is, don't want the fun right